So it feels like I've it feels like I've not preached in a while. Like it's a minute since I last preached, but you know. But today we begin a brand new series called All Things New. Everyone say All Things New. Because honestly, that's how I really feel, you know. Like, I feel like God is about to make all things new for your life, through your life, and in your life. And as I was, like, meditating on this theme, there was a verse that came to mind so clearly. And I just want to bring this verse to life. It's found in Ezekiel 37, verse 1. Ezekiel 37, verse 1. Ezekiel 37, verse 1. And it says it like, like this, if you're not there, it's on the screen. Ezekiel says it like, like this. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. Everyone say bones. bones. Things that were dead. He led me back and forth, among them. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. Not just dry. But very dry. He asked me. The Lord asked Ezekiel. Son of man. Can these bones live? I said sovereign Lord only you know. The next verse said it like this. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones. Everyone say, prophesy to these bones. And say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what we are about to speak to every dry situation in our life. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you would come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. It's one thing if the Lord restores. It's another thing when he restitutes. To restore means to bring back to its original position but when God restitutes it would it, it would look as if nothing even happened and I really feel like this is the year where the Lord will make all things new in your life that every dry area in our life things that have been dead for a long time things that have been dry whatever area it may be in your life this is the year where he's saying that I'm going to make all things new but the verse says, prophesy. He tells Ezekiel to prophesy. Meaning that even though this is something that God wants to do, it requires you to be a part of it. Yeah. You have to be involved in this. Because many of us get excited at the start of the year. New year, new me. New year, new energy. And I get the heart behind it because... It's always a great time to start something new at the start of the year. You know what I'm saying? There's just a reason to. Especially this year that started on a Monday. There's no better time 
to start a new habit than that, than that, than, than that day. But even though I get the heart behind it, I hate to break it to you. Nothing magical happened when the clock hit 12 o'clock. Nothing changed except the time. Because nothing new will happen if you don't do anything new. Ezekiel, I want to let these bones live. But you're the one that's going to have to prophesy. You're the one that's going to have to change your habits. You're the one that's going to have to seek me more. You're the one that's going to have to fast more. Even though I can, but I won't do this without you. He says, Ezekiel, prophesy. And he also says, hear the word of the Lord. Meaning this ain't no name it, claim it, grab it, receive it. By the end of the year, I prophesy that I'm going to be a millionaire. This is not what this is talking about. Because you won't be a mil- mil- millionaire if your spending ha- ha- habits remain the, the same. If your destructive spending habits remain the same, you can prophesy all you want. But, the, but we're saying that God, the word of the Lord is, you said that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. So Father, I'm asking you for the wisdom to know how to spend my finances. Lord, this year I'm going to be pure. I'm gonna, you know what I'm saying? It's you, you, nobody. You know what I'm saying? I'm that, the last time I've done it was at the end of last year. It's a new start. You can prophesy all you want. But if you keep sliding into the same DMs, surround yourself with the same people, go into the same places, you can prophesy all you want. But that dry bone won't live unless you say, flesh, hear the word of the Lord. This year, you would, uh, this year, you won't lead my life. But I'll be led by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what it means by I hear the word of the Lord. This ain't no, I'm a prophet. No, 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 no. Because you can prophesy all you want. But if it's not guided by the word of the Lord. So Ezekiel says, so the Lord told us to Ezekiel, prophesy and hear the word of the Lord. Because we get, like, we always start the year fresh, but then by the middle of it, the energy that we started with is, is, you know what I'm saying? So we have decided that this year, we won't put our faith in the new year, but we're putting our faith in the God who makes all things new. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) This time round, we are not putting our faith in the new year. But we're putting our faith in the God who makes all things new. Everyone say all things new. All things new. And I really believe this for, for, for us. So there's a story in the in the scripture that really spoke to me. And I always like to share this um, and then we'll go home if that's okay with you. Let's turn our Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings 4. And I'm reading from the MSG version of the Bible. And the Bible says it like, like this. One day, the wife of a man from the guild of prophets called out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead. 
And you know what a good man he was. Devoted to God. Everyone say devoted to God. This was the life that this man lived. He was devoted to God. And his wife says it like this. He was devoted to God, but he's dead. And now the man to whom he was in debt to is on his way to collect by taking my two children as slaves. Now, if I'm this wife here, I'm thinking, if there's anybody that could somehow escape this situation, let it be the man who was devoted to God. After all, God, he served you. After all, God, you said that, you know what I'm saying, like a, like a man that's good will leave an inheritance for his children's children. Like he, like he done all that. He lived for you. And now that he's gone, the man whom he was in debt to is on his way to collect by taking my two children as slaves. She must have been confused. Does devotion to God not mean anything any, anymore? And this is how the enemy sometimes, yeah, would, <laughs> would put you in seasons to make you question if being surrendered to God is even worth, worth, worth it. If your devotion to God is even worth, worth it. If I remember right now, write this point, point down. In a season of all things new, let nothing discourage your devotion. And I'm saying this at the start of the year. So that when things appear throughout the whole year, that seems as if it's coming against you to hinder you and stop you. You would remind yourself that this year nothing is discouraging my, my commitment to, to God. I will be devoted to, to, to God. Come rain or shine, I will be devoted to, to God. I'm going to pray, even when it feels like my prayers are not even being answered. It's like the more I pray, the more things get worse for me. But I'm going to still call on God. Because even though I can't see something happening, I know that it may not look, even though I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by God. So I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on serving. I'm going to keep on... For, for forgiving my enemies and those that I thought would be in my life for, forever and they just like even though they don't deserve it I'm going to do it because this year nothing is going to discourage my devotion so just my prayer that the thing that comes all things new in our life is our, is our commitment to God that the spirit that makes us seek after God it comes alive in us and nothing is able to dis, distinguish, distinguish, hey, what's the word? Distinguish. When you cut off a fire, what's the word? Distinguish. 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 It's not distinguish, man. <laughs> extinguish. <laughs> nothing, nothing will be able to extinguish. Are you not sure it's extinguish? Yes. Nothing will be able to, you get the point though. Yes. Nothing will be able to cut off the fire in our lives. 20, all throughout this year, let nothing discourage your devotion. So now she's, she's speaking to Elisha and says, yo, like the man that served you was devoted to God. 
like the people that he owed there on their way to my house to collect my children as slaves. Let's see what Elisha says. Elisha said, I wonder how I can be of, of help. So tell me, what do you have in your house? Everyone say, what do you have in your house? And I found this very interesting that this was Elisha's first response. Elisha's first response wasn't to ask her, tell me what you can get. Elisha's first response was to ask her, what do you already have? Because what if I told you that sometimes the, the miracle that the Lord wants to do in your life, it's not coming from what you can get. Could it be that it's coming from what you already have? But many times we downplay what we have as if we need something else in order for the Lord to do something else in our life. But Elisha said, tell me, what do you have in your house? And are there things that you will need along the way? Absolutely. However, Many people remain stagnant because of things that they don't have. The psalmist says that the Lord is my shepherd. I will never be in need. That means at every single situation and stage in my life, I will never be in need. If I need it, I will have it. If I don't have it, that means I don't need it. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I will never be in need. So Elisha says, we're not about to talk about what you can get. Let's talk about what you have. My next point. In this season of all things new, all you have is all you need. All you have is all you need. Elisha did not ask her, tell me what you can get. He said, yo, what do you already have? The Lord will use that. So, Elisha says, you know what, yeah, Tell me what you have in your house. But many of us respond like how this la lady did. She said, nothing. And the reason why she said nothing was because she discounted the very thing that God was about to use. So my question to you today is how many of us act just like this la la lady? and discount the very thing that God has placed in our hands to steward. Because we feel like it's not enough. Because we feel like there's something more, and I, I, I need to know more people, I need to have more connections, and you don't, and, and you disregard the one person that you do know. What if I told you that sometimes the miracle that God wants to do in your life is not coming from what you can get, it's coming from what the Lord has already placed in your hands. So she told him, I ain't got nothing in my, in, my, in my house. And it's as if the Holy Spirit brought to remembrance. And she said, well, like, you know what? I do have a little, everyone say little, little. oil. It's crazy how she referred to the oil as little. Because it was the oil that God was about to use to change her situation. But she disregarded what she had in her hands. Because what if I told you that little in the hands of God? 
is much. If you don't believe me, ask Jesus. He fed a multitude of people with five loaves of bread and two fishes. Little in the hands of God. It's much. But we disregard what we have. Because God, if you can use anything, you can't use this. You, you can't use the job that I'm in. You can't use the people that I, that I, that I, that I know. I need to be this before I can do this. You say, no. If you need it, I'm going to bring it your, your way. But if you don't have it, it means you don't need it. And how many of us are disregarding the thing we may seem as little in our life? But that's the thing that the Lord wants to use. My next point, if I write right, write this point, point, point down. In the season of all things new, what we discount is the very thing that God is relying on. What we discount is the very thing that God is relying on. Because little is much in the hands of God. And I know there's people here that are thinking, I don't really have anything like I ain't got no gifts. I like I can't contribute anything. Like I'm just I'm just a teacher. Like you're you're not just a teacher. You've been caused to influence and be a light in the lives of those of where God has placed you is not just little. It's intentional. And for those of you that don't be- believe that they have, have a, a gift, let's turn our Bibles to First Peter four verse ten. It says, each of you, everyone say each of you, should use whatever gift you have. This ain't a question of if you have a gift or not. Each of you should use whatever gift that you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various form. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Every time I stand here to preach, it don't matter if it's five people in the building or 500 people in the building. The way I preach, it won't change depending on who's there because I know that this thing is my thing. It's the gift that God has given me. So I preach as if... The gift that you have, the organizational skills that you have is not random. Not everyone is able to do what you do. Don't just say, I'm just an admin person. No, those are skills crafted to you. Because without you, things won't be organized. I'm just a PA. No, you're not just a a PA. The person who you are, PA, they can't do anything without you. But we discount what we have because it may not look like that. It's little. It's not a gift. Each of you should use whatever gift that you have received to serve others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that the Lord provides. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. It don't matter if you find yourself in MacDee's and you flip those burgers. Uh, you know, you know how to hear the word of the Lord. As flip those burgers with joy. Oh my! Hey, that's a bar still. Flip it with joy. So that when people come, you you're always smiling. You know, 
and you know yeah, the joy of the Lord, you know. Yeah. You do not know what that seed has sown in that person's life. Yeah. Do anything you find yourself doing diligently, yeah. no matter how small or how big. Because the Lord is saying, do it as if you know God has said that. Like, do it. Mm. Nothing is small. Paul, if you play ball, play it, bro. As if you're better than Messi, fam. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes we don't see ourselves the way the Lord sees us. Yeah. You are weapon for the kingdom of God. Mm. Yet you walk around like you're average. Use whatever gift that you have received to serve others. All things God may be prayed through Jesus Christ, to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So, so she tells Elisha now that all I have is oil. Let's see what Elisha says. Second Kings 4 verse 3. Ah, cool. Here's what you do, yeah. Go up and down the street and borrow jugs and bowls from all your neighbours. Not just the feudal, all you can get. Elisha did not tell this lady how many to get. He just said, get all you can get. In other words, lady, get as much as you can believe for. So she said, ah, cool, I know an uncle down the road there, so I'm going to go get a drug from him. I know this one, but that, that person there, she says no all the time, so I think she might say no this time. Elisha didn't ask her all that. Elisha said, get all, get all you can get. So she goes, ah, right, cool. I'm going to get all I can get. I'm, I'm going to get five because I think like the Lord can just do five, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to set out five. Then Elisha says, then come home and lock the door. Everyone say, lock the door. door. Behind you. You and your sons. Pour oil into each container. And when each is full, set it aside. I love the fact that Elisha says, yo, what I'm about to tell you to do, don't go and speak about it with anyone. Come home and lock the door behind you. Because, <laughs> let me say the point then, I'll make it sense after. In a season of all things new, guard your faith. There's certain things the Lord will ask you to do. This is not the time to be ringing up your friend. What do you think about this? Is it possible that this can happen? What do the stats say? What do the statistics say? He said, this is not the time for all of that. Go home and lock the door behind you. Because many times we allow people to kill the thing in our life that the Lord wanted to let live. Because the easiest time it is to kill something is in seed form. I say it all the time. Jesus, when Jesus was about to, to be born, what did King Herod say? Go kill every child under the age of two. Because the easiest time to kill a king is at, at, at the time it's a kid. 
But many times, when we receive an instruction from the Lord, like, yo, now, I'm, God can use people, I'm not saying, don't hear what I'm, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that, don't tell anyone, because, you know, that, that, that's how people, they just go to the extreme. Like, <laughs> the, 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 the scripture does say that there's wisdom in the multitude of, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm not saying don't, don't do that. But what I am saying is this, if the Lord has given you an instruction, don't let your first response be to verify. Guard that faith with all diligence. Don't just come home. It says lock the door behind you because I don't need anyone to interfere in what I'm about to do. I don't need anyone to talk you out of this. I'm sending you. I'm asking you to do this. So, 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 so he goes, go home and lock the door behind you. So, the scripture says it like this. The next verse. She did what he said. She locked the door behind her and her sons. As they brought the containers to her, she filled it up. This lady had no clue what was about to happen. She, did, she didn't even know why she was filling up the drugs. But it didn't stop her from obeying, though. Many of us are stagnant in our obedience to God because we don't have a guarantee if this will pay off or not. My next point. In a season of all things new, be obedient even when the outcome is not sure. Sometimes God will call you to do things you will not have a guarantee. I don't know. Ask the Hebrew boys when they went to the fire. They didn't have a guarantee that they would come, come, come out alive. But they said the God whom we serve is able to, to deliver us. If He does or He doesn't, bro, it won't stop me from it won't stop me from being obedient. Though, when Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, it didn't stop him from being obedient. When David said to 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 Goliath, "Yo, like this very day." The Lord is going to deliver you. He didn't have no guarantee. But it didn't stop them from being obedient to God. But many of us, because we don't have a guarantee, it stops us from really being obedient to God. She didn't know why Elisha said, yo, go and get the drugs. But she did what he said. She locked the door behind her, even when she didn't have a guarantee. So, say less. She got the drugs now, and she begins to pour. This will make sense in a minute. Right. I'm going to fill that one up. I'm going to fill up this one. I'm going to fill up that one. I'm going to fill up this one. I'm going to fill up this one. Just imagine that all these are full. I'm going to be real to that. I just got one more. <laughs> just imagine that all, that, that, all, that all these are full. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when all the drugs... Uh, next verse. When all the drugs and bowls were full... 
she said to her to one of her sons, another drug, please. And the son said, that's it. There's no more drugs. Then the oil stopped. I'm going to read that again. When all the drugs and bowls were full, she said to one of her sons, another drug, please. And he said, that's it. There are no more drugs. Then the oil stopped. What if I told you that the oil didn't stop because the oil ran out? The oil stopped because the drugs that she set out, there was no more drugs. So when Elisha said, go get as many as you can, if she brought a hundred, but because she only brought five, those were the five that were filled up. The oil didn't stop because there was no oil left. The oil stopped because there was no drugs left. Meaning however many drugs she had the faith to set out are how many drugs that were filled. Because what if I told you that the Lord, he can't fill what, it, what isn't there. The Lord can't fill what isn't there. So it can't be the season of all things new if we only bring some things to him. God, you can touch my family, I know that. You can touch my finances, I know that. You can touch my mind, I know that. You can touch my career, I know that. But that, the weed addiction though, it's been plaguing me since I was in year eight. I don't even know if you can touch that, that one still. So I won't bring it to you. So he can touch everything else but that. Lord, you can touch my marriage. You can touch my school. I know. You can. But the salvation of my cousin, who is wilder now, I don't really think you can touch that one. So I won't bring it that to you. The oil didn't stop because the oil ran out. The oil stopped because what was there for the oil to fill? There was no more drugs. What am I trying to say? God can't fill what's not there. God can't fill what you won't bring to him. So if we're saying that this is the year of all things new, that means we must bring all things to God. And we must lay it all before him. That's even my, my last point. In the season of all things new, lay it all. Everyone say all. 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 <laughs> 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 it, oh, I love this church, man. <laughs> lay it all before him. Because God can't fill what's not there. So when Elisha said, get all you can get, this was her opportunity to go get as much as she can. But because maybe, I don't know, I wasn't there, but maybe she didn't believe that really she got what she could get. But God wanted to fill every single thing that she brought. This year, what, what if I told you that there's some things that are on God, but there's some things that are on you? We are going to have to lay it all before him. So I just pray that as we begin this series, 
we understand that we have to lay things, we, we have to lay it all bef- before him. And that's just the title of my sermon today. Lay it all before him. So I, I don't know what area in your life that you haven't properly, that you haven't really laid before him. But you bring other things to him, but not that one thing. He's saying that let today be the day that you bring it all to me. Because I want to fill it up and make it new. But I can't fill what's not there. Family, let's rise to our feet and pray.